How can you develop your confidence as a consulting and coaching business owner? From owning the real power of this role to embracing your new relationship with money, listen in to this episode of the Enough Already podcast. Had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Hi there, and welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan. A couple months ago, my partner Jen and I led this really interesting session with a group of our clients. They just had gone through this mastermind group that we were piloting, and we wanted to get their feedback on this particular group and their experience of working with us. So we asked them all kinds of questions, and we really wanted to dial into what made them decide to leave their job and start their own businesses. And there were a lot of responses that we got that I really expected, because I've heard of this over and over again. You know, I've been a consultant and a coach, and I've been mentoring people for a long time. And the responses are pretty much the same. They had enough already of their job. They got laid off and they didn't want to get another corporate job. They got passed over for a promotion or had some sort of change to their job that just was intolerable. And they decided it was time to get control over their career. These are all the reasons why I named this podcast Enough Already, you know, because it's for these people who are like, oh my God, I've had enough already of all this crap over here in corporate. But here's where the conversation got interesting to me. So when I asked them, all right, so what was the moment? What made them finally decide to leave? Because a lot of times people get the idea and then they kind of refuse the opportunity or they just kind of double down and say, no, it's not that bad. And so I really wanted to dial in like what made them take that leap? What was that moment? And what they said shocked me. And it shocked Jen as well. They said it was their intro call with us. Those, that introductory discovery call about learning more about our services. And I didn't realize how unique the way that Jen and I do our intro calls because we really don't sell our clients on services. We do what we call partnership setup. So through our process, we really listen deeply and we help our clients frame out like, okay, what do you really want? And we help them pinpoint their goals and we put a frame around it and said, all right, this is what you're going after. And then we put a proposal together that shows them exactly what do they need to do to get there. And apparently through this process, I didn't know this, but I validated for them that they could actually do this, that they can make this move. So when we asked that question, they said, well, what really got me over that questioning and made me decide to move was our conversation. It was you, Betsy. And I was stunned. I was humbled and stunned. And Jen and I, after we stopped crying and we really processed what that meant and and how important our role was, we realized that we really needed to focus our services. This is when we got the idea of changing our business from more than just mentoring, but this full-on end-to-end agency is that we had to really help this, this big issue that all new entrepreneurs face, which is a lack of confidence. Confidence in how their experience translates to consulting and coaching, confidence in their ability to land clients, confidence around pricing, confidence in knowing what they would even do with a client once they landed them, all of those issues around confidence. And one thing we both know for sure, positive self-talk and just taking action isn't enough to create that kind of confidence that you need as a new business owner, because we need something that's so much more because the transition that we're going through is so multifaceted. 
So that's why this particular episode, I'm going to do a deep dive into the whole concept of confidence. What is it? How do you get it? How do you develop it in yourself? This episode is the third of my series on getting started in consulting and coaching. So the last couple episodes, what I did is I really laid out the different ways that people get started and get clients and what type of business model consulting or coaching is best for them. If you've missed those episodes, definitely check them out. But what's really important here is while it's great to make a decision on what you really want and your goal, nothing happens to those goals without confidence. I've seen way too many consultants and coaches spend a ton of money on websites, but they don't market themselves or others who just give up. And all of the reasons why is confidence. That's the one thing that stands in the way between where somebody is at in terms of their aspirations and actually realizing them. So that's what we're going to focus on in the rest of the series. It's not enough to just to have enough confidence to leave corporate. You need confidence to do the work that's required to make your business a success and do it in a way where you're not second guessing yourself all the time. So that's what this, this episode is all about is defining and unpacking confidence. So after this particular episode, I want to go beyond the theory. I want to show you the stories, or I want to invite you into the stories of other consultants and coaches like you who have been on the journey. So we have three clients that I'm going to be sharing their stories with you, and they have done the dance with fear, but they figured out a way to develop their confidence. And so they were able to bring their dream businesses to life and continue to stay in the game. So make sure you hit subscribe to this podcast on your podcast app so you don't miss out. And if you want to take advantage of the personalized support that Jen and I offer, and if you want that big boost of confidence in somebody that will help validate your idea and give you what you need to take that leap, all the stuff that we were so grateful that our client said that they got from our first introduction, please go ahead and book a free strategy session with us. To do that, all you need to do is go to BetsyJordan.com. And again, my last name is spelled with a Y slash schedule. So now let's get on with the show. Let's dive into unpacking confidence. So the first thing I want to go over is getting a definition of what is confidence and what does it look like? So as I was preparing for this podcast, I did a little search on my favorite thing to do. I love etymology of words. And what I learned about what the root word for confidence blew me away, but it made so much sense. So the root word for confidence is from the Latin and it means to have full trust. So confidence, what I'm starting to realize, it's not about self-esteem and it's not about believing in, you know, yourself and that positive, like, you know, I can do this, I can do anything. It's not about all of that. And it's definitely not arrogance. It's really all about trust and it's about trusting yourself. So it's knowing how you can rely on yourself to achieve what you want with your business. It's about trust. You know, if I trust this chair that I'm sitting on, what I mean is if I sit on it, I trust that I'm not going to fall down. What we're talking about here is the confidence that you're looking for is not an emotion. It's a decision or a, a fact that you can believe in, that you can trust yourself. One of the things that I discovered from talking to my client, Heather, after we got through her brand building program is why she decided to move forward. And she said, well, I trust myself and I trust you. So trust is really important is that you have this ability to deliver on what you say you want to deliver on. So it's not around like, I really believe in my talents and, and I just, I believe, I believe, I believe that's not the same. That's not confidence. It's about your position with trust. 
And here's how confidence relates to courage, the second point that I want to go over. So confidence is about what's going on in your head. So it's about trusting yourself as a consultant and coach. But courage is about the actions that you take. So confidence comes first, courage is what comes second, and then the results are what comes third. So confidence is what gives you the ability to have the courage to attend a networking event and try to meet more potential clients. Confidence, that trust in yourself, is what allows you to hold on to your pricing when pitching work and negotiating fees. So that's where you get courageous when you're like, mm, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna devalue myself. So confidence is when you take actions to pursue work that previously felt outside of your comfort zone. So confidence, trust in yourself, is what do you do when you are in a new environment and you start to feel all those questions about your worth, like can you talk yourself off the ledge? Talking yourself off the ledge is actions that require courage. So confidence isn't about what you're going to do. It's about that calm trust and that belief. So are we on the same page around what confidence is? I hope we are. So let's go to the third point. Developing confidence and trust in yourself is challenging because the transition you're going through is multifaceted. There's actually five things that you need to develop trust in yourself. The first thing is you need to develop trust in yourself around your new professional identity. So for years, you identified yourself by your company, maybe your line of business, your job title. And you know what? Now it's all gone and it is so confusing. I remember when I first left Disney, I was very proud of being connected to that particular organization and all the benefits that came with being a part of the Disney world. Like any anytime I went anywhere, they're like, oh, you work for Disney? Oh my God, I'm so amazed. That's so incredible. And now it's like, hey, I work for myself. And they're like, okay, what does that mean? What do you do? I sort of like lost this professional identity, this mask that I wore every day. So when you are transitioning, it's like you had this mask and it's been ripped off and all that's left now is just you and your talents. And then you add some other things to the mix that makes this even more super fun. So once you're at the top of your game, this is great. You have all the status and then you now you're back at the beginning or so you feel. So what do you do now? Let me give you some actions. And the first one is own your new identity as a consulting and coaching business owner and the value that this career path holds. And consider this, this career path is far superior to whatever you experienced in the past. So in the past, you might've probably say, I work for Disney, but now they, someone asks you like, what do you do? It's like, I'm a consultant and coach. Like, no. It's like, no, I'm a consulting and coaching business owner. And there's a couple parts of it that's so important. You're an entrepreneur now, and being an entrepreneur is amazing. Picture yourself as an adventurer. You're someone who implements ideas that become businesses that can revolutionize the way other people think and live. It's the ultimate control, not just of your career, but your creativity. One of the best things about being an entrepreneur is you're not constrained by the way things might have been done by in your company. You're not constrained the way how your leader wants you to do things. You can do things your way. You can invest and invent new ways of doing things 
That's why it's so cool. And let's talk about the role of consultant and coach, because this is one of those things that I get on my little soapbox about, but it drives me absolutely insane where consultants are only seen as somebody who just does work for an organization without being on the full-time payroll, or a coach is just somebody who offers advice, but they're just not willing to do the work around being a therapist or something like that. All of those things, because our, our profession is undefined, but it's not really. We have a really significant, ancient, and sacred role. I'm obsessed with Joseph Campbell, who's this amazing 20th century mythologist. And what he did is he studied all the world's myths, religions, and stories. And he identified that there's one overarching story that everybody shares in all cultures, all environments, all across the world, and in all time periods. And he labeled this particular monomyth the hero's journey, which is depicted in all the movies that we love, or at least all the movies I love. You know, the Star Wars, Lion King, all of those big movies where you see those arcs where the hero is in this ordinary world, goes on this adventure, and he becomes, you know, his authentic self, and he becomes his hero. But in every one of these stories, every hero has a mentor and guide. Every hero on this level of a transformation has a mentor and guide. And you know what, who that role is? It's a consultant and coach. You are walking into the role of maybe an Obi-Wan held or maybe even a Rafiki held, you know, something like that you could see. But it's throughout history, everybody has a mentor and guide, and that's you. So you're not just this person who's not on the full-time payroll. You're not just someone who asks really good questions. You're someone who walks alongside others who are navigating important transitions in their careers, their businesses, and or their lives. So you need to own this professional identity as an entrepreneur and as a consultant and coach. And if you can elevate your perception on what it means to be this change agent, that's all you really need in order to take action on this one point. And then of course you do need to build your skills for the second career, just like you did for your first career, but you're never going to really invest in yourself and you're not going to develop those skills with the same dedication as you did your first career until you realize that you have a very, very important role. And so this new professional identity is awesome and it's better than the one you had. Okay, off my soapbox. The second thing that you need to develop your confidence and trust in is in your new relationship with money. So let's talk about the model that you used to work under. You were under what I would call the compensation model. So how the compensation model works is that you do work by the hour and you get paid maybe at the beginning of your career by the hour and then maybe by the year where you got a salary and then eventually you got bonuses, but you got paid for doing the work, for showing up. And no matter how busy you were, you got paid. So it was stable. And your path to increasing your income was clear. But now it's very different. Now you're in more of like what I would call a return on investment type of model. So there's the way that you do your work now as a business owner is that you have to invest money in your business. And that's how you wind up making money. When you land work with a client, you know, it's really works out really well. It's kind of fun because you get paid before you do the work and you could set your fees however you want. But you get paid based on how profitable your business is. So money fears keeps many consulting and coaching business owners new and seasoned up at night. You know, that angst, why do they sit at the computer wondering where their next lead is going to come from, is because of these money issues and the relationship with money that has not been transformed. So if you want to have confidence in yourself, you need to have confidence that you can make money. Trust in yourself that you have an ability to 
replace your salary with your consulting and coaching revenue, and you need to be able to have confidence that you could do it in a predictable way. Let me give you some concrete actions to build trust in your new relationship with money. First, detach how much money you make as an indicator of your status or worth. That's the competitive model that you came from in your career and you left that. You don't want that anymore. So don't do that to yourself and your business. I did that at the beginning and it was awful. I was told by these people when I started making great money, they're like, oh, you got to double your revenue, double your revenue. I'm like, but that's not really what I wanted to do. But, you know, I got caught up in that whole competitive thing and I burn out. So you definitely don't want to do that. You also want to set realistic income goals to match what you really want in your life. So you can look at your lifestyle now and say, well, I have to make exactly this amount. But I would say challenge yourself on that number. You know, I had one of my clients who realized like he was making a huge salary and he realized this isn't the lifestyle he wanted. So he wound up selling his house and downsizing to something smaller so that he could have more of a realistic lifestyle because he wanted to have his own business for the lifestyle integration He wanted to have the opportunity to travel. He wanted to have all that freedom. So a big part of your income goals could be just reducing how much you make because you don't necessarily need to make the same amount as you did before if you reduce your expenses. So you want to look at your total life priorities and make a decision around that. The other thing to keep in mind about building trust with your new relationship with money is money does not come as a result of thoughts, hopes, prayers, wishes. It comes as a result of actions. So what Jen and I help our clients do is we help them build a marketing and sales system. So this is a big thing that Jen provides. She does a lot of coaching one-on-one and she does virtual groups to make sure that our clients have a marketing and sales system. So what the system is, is you put tactics in a particular order with the analytics, with all of those strategies that are in place and all the right tools so that you can look at it objectively and say, all right, well, where's the system linking? That's all you need to do. And when you have the marketing and sales system, that replaces the compensation model that you used to put your trust in. So you really want to go beyond those marketing tactics. You want to have a system. And that's exactly what Jen helps our clients do. The third thing that you need to work on building your trust and confidence in is this new way of delivering results. So in the past, you had your positional authority to get things done. So you had direct reports, you had a budget, you had accountability over other people. Now all you have is influence. So in my experience, I think influence is way more powerful and way more interesting. I believe the most powerful person in the room who has the widest and broadest perspective, and that's us with our objective point of view as consultants and coaches. If you're a certified coach, you probably already get this as you made a conscious choice to get trained in this regard. But as a leader turned consultant, this might be more of a transition. So I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this for sure. From my 20 years as an organizational consultant, when I hold the marker and stand at the flip chart, I am the most powerful person in the boardroom. I shape the agenda and I shape the thinking. I'm going to tell you about one of my biggest projects that I had when I was at Disney. So I was supporting the operations executives. So this was all the executives at all the theme parks and all the resorts and the different lines of businesses. And they had this idea like, hey, we should do something to, you know, help the frontline leaders. We did a lot of work with the other leaders and we haven't really done much for them. So I went out and I did this interview process where I interviewed all the executives on the team and I got their perspective on what they what they wanted to do. And they all had a different angle. And I wound up framing up what I heard as the common theme, which I thought they wanted to do was improve the employee engagement 
with the customer and the employee engagement with the leaders. And so we framed, I framed it up that this is actually an engagement project. And I wound up getting them to buy into this massive project that transformed the guest cast and cast leader interactions at Walt Disney World that was so significant. It's now being taught at the Disney Institute all around the world. And it all happened because I used my influence to get them to agree on something that they would have never done if the leader decided, hey, let's do that. So there's a lot of power with being a consultant that you would not necessarily have when you had a line authority. You've got that broader perspective. The other thing that's important is having a process that you can trust. So it's, that's that was my big secret of where I got my confidence is I knew exactly how to lead a consulting project before I even started my business because I had been doing it all those years when I was at Disney. So what was really interesting, I had this aha moment. I landed this client in Canada. So they were in Ontario, Canada, and I never met them before. I I met them through Zoom, or I think at the time it was Skype at the time, and it was a big client. It was a six-figure client, and they were working in an industry I never worked in before, and I remember arriving in a new country, walking into a brand new office with a bunch of people I never met, and I started thinking, like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I'm going to do this. So I had that mini freak out, but then I reminded myself, like, no, I trust my process. I have a way that I know works, and I could do this. And so that's when I walked right into the office and I got to work. So here's my action on what do you need to do to build your trust and your confidence in this new way of delivering results. I would say figure out your signature framework and what you do to take a client from their starting point to their desired future state. Clarify that process and then put your trust in that process. Now, what I want to be really clear is I'm not asking you to market that process because that is not what you want to do. That is really, really bad marketing. So I'm not going to ask you to do that. But just in your own mind, you know, if I typically work with a client who's struggling with dating and they are, they want to have their, their Mr. Right at the end. Well, what's their starting point? They're single. So they go from single to being in a relationship. Step by step, what are you going to do to take that client from here to there? You know, you really need to figure out what the transformation is, which is a lot of the work I do with my clients in the brand building. But if you could figure that out and you put a process together that you can trust, that's a big way that you could have confidence. Number four of what do you need to put your trust in is a new way of measuring success. So in the past, your success was measured by the status you enjoyed from your place on the hierarchy, and now you've been shaken off or left that ladder. So it feels like you're sort of like in that horrible, awful shoots and ladder game, you know, where you think you were there and all of a sudden, now you're at the bottom. So you're here for a reason, and if all you wanted was status, you just go get another corporate job. So here's what I invite you to do. Dial into what is most important to you and measure your success by that yardstick and trust that you picked the right yardstick. So my client, Jim, measures success by the quality of his relationships. So if they're good, he's good. My client, Lori, measures success by the available time she has to be with her kids. So one thing about money, again, is it's a leading indicator, not a lagging one. It funds what you want. So if you get the order wrong, where it's all about the money, you're gonna be hustling for success and you're gonna miss out on that significance that you're looking for. The last thing that you need to put your trust in or to where you need to create that confidence is a new way of accessing support. So in the past, 
you were able to have a leader to go to or a team to connect with, somebody that you could always ask questions to. And losing all of this is one of the hardest things that happen when you start your own business. In fact, it's something that I think a lot of people get blindsided is that loss of colleagues in that community. And it's really, really hard. And what also gets challenging is if you've been an executive who's used to getting work done through others and now you're on your own and you have to get things done for yourself, this is super new for you. And just the loneliness, the loneliness can be excruciating. So one of the things about trusting yourself is that you need to be able to trust that you can rely on people to help you out who have complementary skills. Some of the things that are so amazing about partnering with Jen is that I'm not really all that great at details and I'm not great at the finances and I'm not great at some of the implementation stuff that she does with our team. And it's been amazing for me to be able to trust and have this confidence that I have I have a support team, but it's not just Jen who I work with. We have other people that we rely on to help us out. We have our graphic design team, we have our web team, and we have other people And so throughout my whole business development career, you know, of growing my own business, I've always had people to turn to. Right now I'm working on a podcast. So I have my podcast team who I can rely on. So the action that I would ask you to to do is think about building a support team that you can trust and invest in that team. I know it feels scary because you're not making a ton of money at this exact moment if you're just starting out, or if you're here and you're trying to figure out, well, how do I stabilize everything? You might feel like, oh, I don't have a lot of money, but it's really important to invest in specialized support that you can trust. This is such an important topic that Jen and I are going to go into more detail on this at the end of this particular series on how how do you choose and build your support team, but just a couple things to keep in mind. You know, that one thing is you need colleagues for sure. That doesn't cost any money. So in the past, you had coworkers, but now you need to find other people, not just people who understand your industry. So if you're a coach, it's not about just going to ICF presentations and meeting other coaches or consultants. Like you don't want to just go to the organization development network and that kind of thing. That's important from your professional development skills, but not your entrepreneurial ones. So you need people who will support you as a business owner because it's really scary to step out on your own. There's so many things that you're going to be learning. My favorite mastermind partner is my colleague, Dan. I've had him for over 10 years. And it's just like, he's one of those people who spur me on. He's iron sharpening iron. He always makes me feel like I can do better and do more. The other thing is you probably do need those virtual direct reports. You know, you need to have specialized teams or specialized outside support that's kind of like the team that you might have had when you were a leader. But you also need a mentor. A mentor is not exactly like a boss. Sometimes like my clients say, oh, you're kind of like my boss. I'm like, no, I'm a lot better than your boss. Because a lot of times your boss is trying to get you to do something that will help them deliver their results. But a mentor, it's all about you. What I do with my clients is I hold up a mirror of their potential until they could hold that potential for themselves. So you need somebody who can show you the way for sure, but it's all about investing and making sure that you can achieve what you want. So let's recap. We talked about a lot of different things, and I'm just going to try to bottom line this for you. Number one, confidence isn't about self-esteem. It's about trust and trust in yourself. Two, building trust in yourself is multifaceted. And three, confidence comes when you build trust in your new professional identity, your new relationship with money, your new way of delivering results, your new way of measuring success, and your new way of accessing support. So now you know what confidence looks like and how you build it. Let's talk about the actions. Because again, 
Confidence comes first, then courage is next so that you could take action. So take action though first to build your confidence so that you can courageously take actions for your business. So we want to talk about taking action. So think about those five things that I was talking about and just choose any one of those action items and start building your confidence. Just pick wherever your starting point is, wherever you think you could actually just get some traction on and just implement one idea so that you can get more action on your business. The other thing that you can do is download a step-by-step roadmap and checklist that I put together that puts all these actions into more of like a, a strategy that you can follow. So what do you need to do is just go over to betsydordan.com forward slash opt hyphen in and get it now. And please, please, please join me in the next three sessions, the next three episodes, because I am super excited to introduce you to three amazing leaders turned consulting and coaching business owners. I've worked with them for a long time on their business platforms, but more importantly, I've seen them wrestle through the fears, the questions, and I've seen them really turn that around. Like they know what they need to do. So we want to go beyond this theory around how do you build confidence? And I'm going to give you examples of people who actually did that. So be on the lookout for these episodes as I know you will be as inspired by their stories as I've been. And of course, if you've enjoyed this episode, please pass it on to any other colleagues who might get value out of it. And for sure, be following me on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. And don't forget my behind the scenes tutorials on all things consulting and coaching on YouTube. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com. And it's Betsy Jordan with a Y. And you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today.